have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called Podmatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality. And you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H.com forward slash reality, R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A. And you can be a guest on our podcast. Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I am Tanika, and today we are finally going to be discussing B90 um, Part 2 of the Tell All. I know this is really, really, really late. I still want to get it out to you. I still want to talk about it. Um, but yeah, I, I I apologize. I'm a lateness, guys. <laughs> but we're just being so bombarded <laughs> by everything. And it's not stopping. Um so yeah. So just as um an update, I'm gonna try to get as much to you as I can this week so that we're not falling behind. Um, but we're probably still going to be falling behind. Just be patient with me on it. But I'm going to try my best here. So, yeah. So with that said, you know, some of the, the Golden Bachelor might be a little late again. Um, Bachelor in Paradise might be late again. So I might be at this point a week behind <laughs> with it. But um, I'm hoping, I'm praying, and I'm hoping that I can get stuff to you as quickly as I can. Um, so yeah. And, um, what else? Katie, um, announced, and she's from UK, that, um, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. I'm not sure how far along she is, but she is pregnant. I think she said six months and she did say that it is Alejandro's and that he doesn't want any part of the baby's life. I, we don't know much more than that. Um, she, I think that is part of the reason why they love, she, they, they broke up. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't want to judge. It's hard for me not to, but I don't want to judge. And she doesn't want any of us to judge, but, uh, ooh, it's, I don't like it, but hey, um, she seems to have a great support system behind her. So, um, she seems to be doing okay. And, 
yeah, I wish her all the best on the journey. Um, with or without him, she she can do the damn thing with or without him. Um, so yes, there's there's that piece of news that I saw. There's also another rumor going around um, that Riley, Riley and Violet, and Kim Bali, I should need to say who that is, are potentially a thing. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I do have a couple things there. Meme, uh, not really memes, but not memes, but I do have a couple of things there with that that I will post so you can take a look at what I have, what I saw. And uh, I think that's it, really. And then um, what I didn't mention during the slide episode, which you should have already, fingers crossed, um, is that. Uh, Selling Sunset is coming back for season, I think we're on seven now, and that's coming back, I think, on, let me check my phone, actually, and I can give you that information. November 3rd is when Selling Sunset is coming back. It doesn't suck. So, with Selling Sunset, again, because we are being completely bombarded by other shows that could end up being a little late. Episodes will be combined though, so we'll we'll do that. So let's get into it. The reason that we're here. B90 season six episode 18 tell all part two. So Violet, are you pregnant? And uh she tells us that because she is old and not healthy, she couldn't keep the baby. So she doesn't go into any information about that, whether that was an abortion, miscarriage, or what. But that's what she says. And she's very emotional here while saying it. Um, but Sean says, okay, but to be clear, were you pregnant with Riley's baby? And yeah, Riley didn't know that it was a miscarriage. I mean, she also didn't say that it was. But anyway, he feels he can't emotionally attach to anything because he just doesn't understand the timeline. And Tiffany does say, okay, but listen, based on what we're hearing right now, I do believe that it was your baby. So interesting to see that Tiffany says that. Um, I I know this is going to be controversial and I don't I don't want to come across as sounding insensitive to Violet by any means but it's hard for me to even think that she was pregnant to begin with I don't think she ever was pregnant I think this, from that point I don't even think she was pregnant at all that's how I feel I mean she's very emotional here but I, I I don't know if I believe her or in the other aspect of things is was she right now somebody else's child and wanted to make it seem like it was his? I don't know. I don't know how you easily do that when we're talking. Like I don't know who she would have potentially have been with, but it's just like, I don't know. It's hard for me to believe her 
that she was ever pregnant. And then to top it off, I mean, it's hard for me to think that if she was pregnant, Okay, I'll even back up a second here. I believe, and it's hard for me to say this, that because she wasn't pregnant, but had to say something that she said that she miscarried or maybe had an abortion, we don't know. And I have an issue with that because I really hope she's not lying. I do, because for people who have issues um, getting pregnant or you know, keeping a pregnancy for whatever reason. And I'm not saying just miscarriage because there are people who have to have abortions for medical reasons. Um, So it's just the whole thing here. When we have issues with that and you just throw out there that you have to have a, you had a miscarriage or you had an abortion, we really don't know which way to go here. It doesn't matter really, but you know, I just hope you're telling the truth because that's really insensitive for those people who actually have experienced that or either or, or just experienced issues getting pregnant in the first place. I find it hard to believe that this man was able to get you pregnant the first time when he is on medication that limits his ability to get anybody pregnant down to what is it, 1%. And then let's add to the fact that this is a woman in her 40s. Let's just talk, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Women at that age, their chances of getting pregnant dwindle every month from the point that they are 35 years old and she is past that point now. So it's just... It's hard for me to believe that she was pregnant at all to begin with, which then makes me go to the fact of how dare you use something that people actually have struggled with and had to experience and have to suffer the mental anguish that comes with that when you're lying about it. Like, it's just, I have such an issue with that, but I'm going to take the high road here and say, okay, she was pregnant and she experienced this. And because I I have nothing else. To, to go with, I don't, I don't, I, I, I have to take her word for it. So anyway, So what is next? Sean asks. And Violet, apparently, as we already saw here, is coming to the States. Spoiler alert, apparently they're trying to make us look like she's coming to the States for him. She wasn't. She was coming to the States for a wedding, I believe. And yeah, and she just told him that she would be there. So maybe they can meet up or something. Anyway, um, he says that she has a tourist visa. So it has nothing to do with him. And he basically suggests that everyone kind of just meet up and break some bread and squash the drama. So that's what's going to happen. And Sean asked the question of, could this end up you guys being together in the future? Tiffany thinks that it could happen because they still have feelings for each other. 
did we watch the same season? Because I feel like she hates him. <laughs> anyway, um, but Riley says that he doesn't want that. He doesn't want to go back to her. Um, but then why continue conversation with her? You know what I mean? Because, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But that's it on that. Now we're going to take a break. And Jasmine feels that Riley still wants this with Violet. He says, I would have given her the ring. And Misha's like, oh, you're going to propose with an engagement ring? And I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Could we, he, he's not being clear here on what he means. Okay. He is saying that he would have given her this fucking promise ring that he had. It wasn't a fucking engagement ring. He was never going to propose to her. Like, come on now. Come on now. He just would have given her the ring and say, I'm yours or some shit. Right. So I'm like, no, it was never an engagement and he's making it look like that when it wasn't shut the fuck up sir what the fuck anyway um so that's that on that so now we're moving on to christian and cleo my fucking god um so sean asks have they seen each other since you know he came back from england and she says yes three days ago so she was here um we do have actually a picture, I believe. I believe a picture of Jasmine and Cleo um, while she was here that I will post as well. So they looked nice, whatever. She spent a month with him and she met all of the women in his family and they left her, he says. But Sean does ask the question of just the women. Why didn't you meet the men? And Christian says that they are very masculine and conservative. Um, and, you know, it made them upset that he was, I guess, dating a trans woman. And he just felt like he had to shield her from that. And she says that she, appre- she appreciates it because she has dealt with, you know, judgment and hatred. And she appreciates that he was trying to shield her from that i do too (laughs) so jane our our friend here jane she's here with us and sean asks how do you feel about christian today and she's still most concerned yeah me too (laughs) and feels that he is selfish so Cleo says that she appreciates what she is saying, but they're doing better, she says. And Christian says, he is making changes. Are you making changes? Then Jane says, I still hear, or so sorry, I still have um, a concern about him talking to other women based on what Cleo um, has been saying and that she's concerned about. Cleo says, there was an incident um, where I felt there was a boundary being crossed, but she talked, but they talked about it. She said, they're, they're good now. It's fine. She needs to not settle. She needs to not settle. 
if he's crossing a boundary and basically plainly says he doesn't want to change those things, then this man isn't for you. She she deserves so much better than him. Um so Sean says, okay, what was the incident? Because we're not finding out what the incident was. And um Cleo kind of dances around it and doesn't actually answer the question of what the issue is. And Staller says, you're not answering the question though. Like, why aren't you answering the question? And Christian says, you know what? I will say what happened and what the incident was. So he says that while she was there with him, she, he, he, okay. So he was a part of, or is a part of this discord group thing called the Steiners, I think is what the thing is called. And he says that there was a girl on there. She's pretty, uh, pretty active, he says. And, um, and Cleo says, she's pretty active with you. And Cleo says that he, you know, she made it very clear that she was interested in Christian, this, this woman on Discord. And kind of said, like, he was cute and whatever. He said, like, thank you or something. And he says, like, I don't think this is cheating. And it, it, it's not cheating per se, Christian, but you're allowing it to happen. And you're crossing a boundary that Cleo has clearly set in place the beginning of your trip in England. So it's not cheating, but it's blatantly disrespectful. You're being disrespectful to her fucking face at this point. And that's the problem here. But we'll get into it. There's more Anyway, Amanda says, I feel like you're, you know, justifying everything that you're doing instead of owning it. Amanda, the voice of reason, who fucking knew? Anyway, and she says, do you see a problem with it now? And he says, only because it hurts Cleo. And Riley, like the rest of us, says, that's the wrong answer. He just doesn't see it. He says he doesn't see it. He doesn't see the problem. And we get some now extended footage, and this is where it gets bad. So we see him saying that he loves these moments where he's alone because he feels like a wolf on the prowl. Let me repeat, he loves these moments when he is alone, because he feels like he is a wolf on the prowl. You know, I feel like Ted Bundy also felt the same way. Again, I take it dark, but that's where I'm going to go. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? So, mm, but you want to sit here and say that you're not that disgusting this is people this is the kind of man who needs to be put into a hole and stay there and you know like like a whole sound of the lamb style uh, you know buffalo bill and just stick him in there and and never let him back out again never let him back out again like he's dangerous to women because then he always says like says like oh I'm not like targeting women 
you know, they're 50% of the population or some shit. And I'm just like, but yet you are here targeting women every time you go out. And that's who you talk to because you probably can't talk to men. I don't know. I don't know a reason for that, but like, are you fucking kidding me? This, this fucking guy. Anyway. So he tells this woman, this stranger, Deborah, who is off the bar, um, about the issues that him and Cleo were having. Are you kidding? You don't know her. And yet you're just telling her all of these things. He goes as far as to tell her issues that they were having with intimacy, with like telling people. And he tells her, you know, I don't know if he tells her, but he tells somebody about like these Steiners on Discord and how like, you know, if you're getting some. Okay, so let me back up a little bit. Now I kind of remember now. So the Steiners. This this whole Steiner thing and how it that's came about. The intimacy part of the conversation that he was having with this complete fucking stranger. He said to her, you know, in terms of telling people and stuff like that. So she says, like, would you like have been telling anybody, you know, like broadcasting it to the world? And well, spoiler alert. <laughs> but he says, well, I'm on this Discord app, uh, group and on the Discord app, and it um is a group called like the Steiners or something. So he would have to tell his Steiners that he like had sex or something. Why? Why do you tell them any of that? That's weird. So then he says, like, when you say like when you've gotten some, you know, he would say, like. I got some Stein, I think is what he would say. I'm like, ew. And she thought the same thing of ew. And, um, <laughs> disgusting. Anyway, so after all that, after that whole fucking conversation, then he then proceeds to say, you know, we're having Thanksgiving at my, at my Airbnb tomorrow. You should come. And that's when she says, I'm going to be in, where she said she's going to be Berlin, Bucharest, wherever the hell. She's going to be somewhere else. She's not going to be there. And I'm just like, oh my God, what the fuck? And he, the thing is too, is I, to top it off, you also then ask her to add you on Instagram. And she did. I'm like, you know what? It was really nice talking to you. I'm not, but, um, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't, no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No way. Anyway. So, after all of that, the cast is clearly upset. Like, Riley's like, oh my god, Christian. <laughs> and um, this was not okay. Rosman asks, why are you in the bar? Like, why are you even there? And he says, I'm not an introvert. I crave talking to people. You should check that out. Because... It's okay. Okay. I, like I've mentioned, I'm not an extrovert. I'm more an introvert. I'm, I don't need to talk to people. Leave me the fuck alone. Basically, that's kind of how I am. But I'm still approachable and nice. People like me, whatever. But, um, you know, he, he, the fact that he says that he's extroverted and then says like he craves talking to people, that I feel is a problem with him. 
I don't feel like people who are extroverted will still then like cross boundaries for people. And yet he's using that as an excuse. And it's like, no, it has nothing to do with that. You're disgusting and can't keep to yourself. Extrovertedness as a crutch and it's fucked up. That's truly fucked up. Like, and I know people who are extroverted people and are okay to do those things and be out there and talk to people, but they're not crossing people's boundaries in the meantime. Like, and and all again, like they kind of lend to the fact, like, oh, he's a Gemini and all that. Ava, as I mentioned before, is Gemini, and she is not this person. <laughs> like, uh, I think it has something to do with the particular day he was born because he was born on the same day as fucking Trump. Let me move on. Um, so Cleo says that she worries that she won't be enough, and he says that's not true. And Misha says, but that's how she feels. And he says, I know, but it's not true. You can't say that you know that's how she feels, but then turn around and say it's not true because you're invalidating her feelings. You're sitting here and continuing to invalidate her feelings. The energy that you had with like Jasmine and Gino or um, I can't remember who else we had before, like Misha and Nicole, that same energy that you had in terms of like feeling like Nicola, for example, is invalidating Misha. You don't have that same energy in your own fucking relationship. You're invalidating her by saying, I know, but it's, it's not true. But that's how she fucking feels. That's how she fucking feels. Yes, she probably in her mind knows that that's me saying those things to myself is probably not true but that is how she feels and the reason she feels that way is because you are making her feel that way so you need to do something to change that relationship isn't give or take in that sense it's compromise and you're not compromising i feel on a small fucking thing you crave talking to people talk to your fucking friends Stop going up to random people and talking to women. She's not even saying don't talk to people. She's saying, can you please stop talking to women as much as you do? There are men in the bar too. You can talk to them. Like, I don't understand. So, um, Christian says, I didn't mean like the wolf on the prowl thing, the way that it came off. Then how did you mean it? How the fuck did you mean it then? Explain. Because you didn't. What? When I hear a man in particular saying woof on the prowl, that makes me think disgusting things that you have in your mind. That makes me think you're going to invade a woman's space. It goes as far as to make me think that for some people that you're going to hurt a woman, you know what I mean? Like when women hear shit like that from a man, it doesn't make us feel all warm and fuzzy inside because a wolf on the prowl, they're trying to seek out their prey. So you are trying to seek out your prey. You're fucking disgusting. And then you want to turn around and say, I didn't mean it like that. Yes, you did. Fucking own it. And if you want to change it, then change it. But fucking own it, you piece of shit. Anyway. He doesn't know how anything he did was flirting. It's fucking flirting. 
And we'll find out why it's fucking flirting in a minute. Um, but he says, this is just who I am. Well, then you should fucking change who you are because my God. And Amanda says, but I think that is just you justifying your actions. Again, Amanda, for the reason who fucking knew. <laughs> and, um, Anyway, then Sean tells us that the woman from the bar, Deborah, is here, and here she comes, and she's about to tell it as it is. Um, so then she tells us how the combo went from her perspective, and she felt like that it was flirting. So there you go, Christian. You think you don't know and understand how it's flirting? The woman you spoke to at the bar just told you it was fucking flirting, so shut the fuck up. And... He says that he doesn't, you know, treat conversations based on the person's gender. You know, he just talks to them, and that's where he makes a comment of women are 50% of the population, or whatever the fuck number he used. And I'm just like, so there's still another percentage where they're not women, they're men. You know, fuck. You should not be speaking to women, or, in the, or even in this case, trans women. You shouldn't be talking to them. You shouldn't talk to people who present themselves as female. You shouldn't. Stop it. Or should I say present themselves as female? But look female, because I'm talking more about non-binary people. Um, If they look like a woman, don't talk to them. (laughs) Basically what it comes down to. And you, this shouldn't be hard. This shouldn't be fucking hard. Like, come on now. (laughs) God. Anyway. Then Tyree has to put his fucking two cents into this and say, you know what? I think he's just a really nice guy. That's how you got fucking catfished, Tyree. You believe what the person tells you in front of your fucking face when you should maybe look behind the curtain. Can we can we do that? Don't look behind the curtain. I know that's what the Wizard of Oz said, but look behind the fucking curtain and you're going to realize it's just a man. Instead of a man in a green face on the wall who's trying to look scary and shit and has like the smokes and stuff. You know, it's just, a, just an old man behind the fucking curtain. Anyway. And then Tyree, the top of it, says that I think she took it the wrong way. Oh my god. Tyree. Sweet baby Tyree. Who hasn't had a real fucking relationship with anybody. And I feel like still has some life experience to experience. Please shut up. Respectfully. Anyway. Jasmine says, you know, I've had a lot of Christians come up to me and, you know, they're flirting. That's what they're trying to do. And Christian says, you know, it's really fucking laughable coming from you when you, you know, doing the whole Dane Dan thing and whatever. And she's like, okay, but I'm not going up and talking to random people. That's one person fucking bad but it was one person and she's like i'm not going around talking to random people that's what you're doing and he says i think what you did was worse and then in comes amanda (laughs) again and says no 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 it's not it's not worse what you did was worse (laughs) and she's like i want to know like i feel like you're just trying to figure out if you still have it and he's like have it what don't i have sense you don't have fucking sense and Staller says he is a narcissist, 
thank you. That is 100% true. And that your best friend is probably in the mirror. <laughs> Bar girl says that um, she already told you, saying Cleo already told you her boundary and you didn't respect it even prior to you talking to me. And he says it was so fresh, um, you know, and it's hard to change. And Dempsey says, but because it's fresh, it should be in the forefront of your mind. God, this fucking guy. And he says, you know what? I feel attacked. And Dempsey says, everyone sees it the same way. You're seeing it a different way. Um, and whenever someone says something to you, um, you come you come back and attack them instead of just owning what you're doing. And um, yeah, Jasmine at this point tells Cleo, you deserve the best. Don't settle, basically. And Misha asks Cleo if he says, um, you know, or sorry, if he stays the same and doesn't do any changes, stays as he is right now, and this is what you have an issue with, can you be happy with him? And Cleo says, that's a great question. I just need a minute to process the question before I answer. But before she gets even a chance to say anything, he says, well, I think the answer is no. And everyone in there says, let her answer. She is trying to process because she has, she has um, autism and she needs to be able to process the question because this is a lot for her. She's overwhelmed. That doesn't give you the opportunity. The answer for her is to shut the fuck up and let her answer. So then Cleo says, I'm not willing to um, stay like this forever. Um, so, you know, and we'll see. So then Sean says, well, I don't think this is going to be resolved today. Did you think it was going to get resolved today, Sean? Because it was never going to get resolved today. <laughs> the fuck? Um, anyway. So, um, what are the plans for the future, Sean has? And he says, I, I know she wants me to go back to England, um, but you know what? I prefer that she just comes here and not just a visit to stay permanently. So that means like, I do have a question for you, Cleo. And I want to ask you, would you marry me? Um, huh? Everyone is confused, as um, as, a, as are we, and asking, like, is this a proposal? And he says, it's not official, so y'all is a trailer proposal. Remember that from Young Papers and African? It's a fucking trailer proposal. Didn't go good. Come on now. Anyway, um, she would, um, anyway, so I can't read my head writing anymore, my guys, but I'm just going to say, basically, he says, like, it's not official. He will ask her at some point during, you know, a future trip or something. She does say, like, I, you know, this is not a time for me to answer. I, you know, I don't want to answer that now, but she does basically ask that she would say yes if he were to ask her. So let me just put this out there right now and put this into perspective. If you wanted to propose to her, you could have. You saw her three days ago. She was with you for a fucking month. We didn't propose to her then, but now you're going to throw this out here 
and say that in front of everybody because you're trying to redeem yourself because you were just, as you said, attacked by everybody. So you need to redeem it. You need to redeem yourself and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) fuck this guy. Really and truly fuck him because it's just, you don't play with someone's emotions like that. And that's exactly what you did just so you can get back on top. I hate him. I fucking hate him. Anyway, so that's basically it. Jane says she feels shattered by this. <laughs> and now it's break time. So, yeah. So, after all of this, Riley says, Deborah's hot, you know? <laughs> and Christian says, yeah, but she has curly hair. She's not my type. So, oh my god. Anyway, um, Amanda, you can kind of tell after he says that, kind of just wants to go inside of herself because she has bone straight hair. <laughs> so, anyway, Jasmine kind of says here, like, listen, I never really thought about how things affect Gino. I think you haven't really thought about how things affect Cleo. So maybe with all of this kind of coming out and maybe we can learn from this and learn how to I don't know put our partners first so anyway that's kind of it for that now we're going into David and Sheila so we find out here that Sheila has opened up a a new store um, after he left and it's basically just kind of like a convenience store in a sense so selling stuff kind of similar to um the store that mary and brandon have so then we see a never before scene where david is meeting up with a lawyer to just kind of figure out his options in terms of visas so they kind of ask him like do you have a date that you have in mind for the wedding and they don't particularly have a date, but um, she does want to get married in the Philippines so her family can be there. The lawyer tells him that a spousal visa will take longer than the K-1 visa. And he basically says a K-1 visa would take about two years currently. But for the spousal visa, it could take anywhere between three to four years. So because of this, they suggest doing the K-1 visa instead of a spousal, which seems to make sense because it feels like it's been waiting a long time for the spousal visa for Angela and Michael, for example. But I still don't understand how the spousal visa takes longer than the fiance visa and here's why i say this because here in canada our we don't have a a fiance visa that doesn't exist here but we have obviously the spousal visa and for our immigration it's all about unification family unification so i'm confused like i understand fiance's they need to be married or whatever. They need to get married. So, you know, whatever. 
But, but when you're married, you already become a family. And that sounds right. So wouldn't it make sense to bring those people to the States faster than the K-1 visa? Like, I'm not saying the K-1 visa should take longer than the two years, because I don't think it should. But I also don't think the spousal visa should take three to four years. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Meanwhile, people's marriages are just hanging in the wind. And they're not able to have a real marriage or a proper marriage. I should say not so much a real marriage or a proper marriage because they're not near each other. I didn't understand that. It's ridiculous. He hasn't told her yet. He says we're still in the scene, but he doesn't end up calling her because the producer said, you want to tell her now? <laughs> and he tells her everything. She says, okay, maybe we can get married in America first. Um, and I guess that's the route they're going to go. Everyone is very emotional back in the studio. Sheila says, I can wait. You know, I can do it. The gay one visa um, the process has begun for them. So they have started it. So we find out that her family home has been um, renovated. And he did help with this. And we do see the new home. It looks great. And looks a lot safer. So I'm happy for them for that. She's happy. Right now, he mentions that he's working about 85 hours a week. Jesus Christ. Um, I guess in order to send money to her, help with the K-1 visa, because that's an expensive process. So, yeah. And Sean to say, like, you know, how do you guys talk to each other? Like, you're working, <laughs> with the sounds of it, like every minute, every day. So how do you talk? How do you sleep? <laughs> and he says that while he's at work, is when he'll text her and they'll video call when they can and they're managing. So then we talk about Amy. So now we're talking about Amy. And so we see some of the clips with Amy. And in particular, we see two things that we're talking about. Amy's saying that she learned sign in a month. And then also Sheila's jealousy of Amy. So we come out of the scene and David says, I don't believe for a second that she learned sign in a month. It's impossible. So he doesn't believe it. So then Sean asks whether or not David has been in contact with Amy since. And we have silence. We have pausing. Nothing's happening. And David's like, oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I haven't had any contact with her. So now he rates Sheila's sign language. And he rates it a two or a three. Um, he's like, you know, she knows the alphabet. And he asks her, like, do you agree with my rating? And the face that she makes, and she's like, I'm just going to agree. So clearly she doesn't agree. I think she, I wouldn't give her a two or a three. I think that's kind of low. Maybe a five? Because, I mean, she understands him easily, which is great. She is able to communicate with him, which is great. So, 
I think that's kind of a harsh rating to give her a two or a three. But anyway, we have, okay, so we start going into the signing of the different sexual things. So he does the sign language of a blowjob, and it's exactly what you think it is. Um, and then Jasmine asks, like, what's this, what's the sign for like taking your hat off? So he shows her. And again, it's exactly what you think it is. And then she signs to Gino to take his hat off. And then I guess I'm going to give you a whole job. Like, I don't know. Um, so um, now we're, cause we're talking about the particular sex position. So Staller's like, so the sign for sex, like, that's kind of like scissoring. It looks like scissoring. And to like actual scissors. So he explains, well, it's a sex position, you know, because you can interpret it any way you want. But I think generally the position that he's doing for himself is missionary. And then he says, but you did others. So he starts signing different sex positions. And the only one that I caught besides missionary was back shots. So, you know, they're doing all of that. So that's basically what this conversation ends up being is how to sign different sex positions. So anyway, so then we end off this conversation, basically just saying that, you know, if the visa weren't to be approved, it would not be, it wouldn't be a it would it doesn't mean that they break up or anything like that, but he says, I will try and I will keep trying. Even if it means I have to try three or four times, I'm going to keep trying until I get her here. So, but yeah, that's it for David and Sheila, really. Of course, there's not a whole lot because they're a real fucking couple and they're happy. So, so yeah. So let me go back to Gino and Jasmine. So I don't understand why we couldn't have just done this in the beginning, why we have to go back to them. But anyway, we go back to them. So then we talk prenup. And then we do see that clip where, you know, he says that we'll just drop the prenup. And then we also see him watching her say, you know, if he insisted on the prenup, I would have just done it. So then you can clearly see he's like, shit. So... And we're coming back to the studio and she's like, too late. You can't, no take backsies. <laughs> so um, she says, how I felt about the prenup was that if anything were to happen, he would just have left me with nothing. I would have been unprotected, which is not how a prenup works. You don't leave someone unprotected. That's not how it works. You come on. And we'll get into it. We'll get into it some more. But anyway, Sean asked him whether or not he asked his ex-wife for a prenup. So he says that he didn't because, well, she had her own money. She had her own retirement. She had her own savings. It was a different situation, which can I just say, that doesn't, that just kind of goes to show then that because Jasmine's coming with nothing and currently has nothing, 
which partially is because of him, because she was working, now she's not. And that's not the reason you get into a prenup. Honestly, everyone should have a prenup. Everyone to protect you, protect the other person, and to protect the things that come inside of the marriage. Because the prenup is only for things that happened prior to the marriage. It doesn't include things that happen during the marriage. And I think people always have this preconceived notion of, well, if I cheat or if you cheat or whatever happens, then the prenup is null and void. But you can put a clause in the prenup because it's the prenup is your prenup. There's a general, you know, draft of a prenup. It, it is whatever you need it to be. And and again, here in Canada, we don't call them prenups. They're I can't remember the pre-marriage degree or whatever the hell, but it doesn't matter. You can put whatever you need to put into that prenup. It is your prenup. And if you want to take that clause out or include a clause, whatever, that says, you know, even with infidelity, this contract still stands, Right? If, you know, something around those lines, it is yours to do with what you want. So that's something you need to agree on. You have to agree on the prenup. But that doesn't mean that someone's left unprotected. I think that the biggest thing is that people need to educate themselves on what a prenup is and what a prenup means. Because it doesn't mean that you're left high and dry if a divorce were to happen, it merely just means that anything that I come in with into this marriage with is mine and only mine. And that those things would include like, for example, we're going to use like, um, the, um, Chantel and Pedro situation when they got a prenup, you put a clause in there saying any inheritance that I get or any money that I get from a death of a parent is mine, only mine to deal with. If we were to get divorced, um, after a death were to happen, you are not entitled to it. That is not something that will be included in the paperwork of where, because you have to do paperwork to show what money and assets or expenses I have and what assets expenses you have. That is not included as an asset because you are not entitled to it. Plain done. And a person should agree to that. No problem. So example, Chantel and Pedro have divorced. They're done now. But let's say, God forbid, one of her parents passed away. If they passed away during her marriage with Pedro, he gets nothing of her inheritance of from her parent who passed. And that also includes even government or one of her siblings passed away and they left money for her. That also can be put in. If you educate yourself on what a prenup is, it doesn't allow a person to leave you high and dry. Prenup protects you, actually. If God forbid you were to get a divorce, because that person could then say, I'm not giving you shit. And guess what? I don't have to. And that also 
includes like, let's say you're married for those 10 years that he has to do, give you money for. And then, or some, or better yet, to, he's responsible for you for. And let's say those 10 years pass, you're, you get a divorce after that. And he says, I'm not giving you shit. He doesn't legally have to. Because number one, there's no prenup. I mean, that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen, but there's no prenup in place. And now he doesn't legally need to provide for you because those 10 years have now lapsed. You're better off getting a fucking prenup. (laughs) So, I mean, anyway, I just wish people would educate themselves on what a prenup actually is and how beneficial that is to have in case of anything. Like I can say right now, I would enter into one with my current relationship. And that is not because I'm I'm hoping or thinking something's going to happen. Of course I'm not. I want that marriage to last, but I also want to be sure that I'm protected, he's protected, and the assets that we have accumulated in our marriage will be divided equally between us. And, you know, that's important to have in place. That's what I think. But anyway, my rant of prenups are over here, but I wanted to say all of that because we kind of see later some of the reactions to the prenup conversation. So he says, I'm not saying something will happen, but I have to protect myself. And then Misha says, um, you know, I agree with Jasmine that don't get married. That's, that's besides the point. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, um, it, you know, she, she agrees with the fact of Jasmine saying no prenup, but, but Misha, you should get a fucking prenup with Nicola. 100% you should have a prenup with him because you're the one coming in with the assets, you have the home, you have all of these things, and he's coming in with nothing. And, you know, this work ethic is, you know what I mean? But the thing is, again, it's just a little different with them because Catholic religion says you get married, you stay married. Divorce is not a thing. So, Maybe they don't need to bring up. Anyway, and again, as just um, a PSA for those people who may have entered into a marriage but didn't get a prenup, there is something also called a postnup that you can get where you, it's basically a prenup, but it's things that you, you create this contract postnuptials. And the problem is, though, same with a prenup, is that everyone has to agree with everything, and you have to point blank agree to even do the postnup to begin with. And if people don't agree, then there's nothing you can do about it. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't force that person to do it. The, the rules do change when you have to when you decide to do a postnup um, than a prenup. But so now we talk the will. And she still feels the same about, you know, his family. So because she feels that way, 
she again just feels like the will is something that she would feel most comfortable with. And now again, and again, with the whole situation of the will. Now, if he has a will currently in place that doesn't include Jasmine in anything, then yes, you will need to. You don't you don't do a brand new will. You include something called, I believe it's called a codicil, which is basically you're you're including amendments into your will. Your will stays the same, but you're now amending certain aspects of your will. Um, so that's kind of what you do. But again, if he doesn't have a will and chooses to never have a will, you go through um that's the term, you go through the regular testate or something, I can't remember what it's called now, but you, you go through the, the normal things of what happens if a someone doesn't have a will, and that is it starts with spouse. If there's no spouse, then children. If there are no children, then parent. If there's no parents, sibling, and so on and so forth. He's married to you, so it automatically goes to you. That's the law. So again, educate yourself on the law. On just I, I don't understand. And again, if he has a will, you're probably even better off if he doesn't fucking have a will. Straight up. Because if he has a will, he can put in his will anything and you have to abide by it. Of course, you can go to court and fight certain things, but chances are the will is going to stand. It's not easy to go to, to court and fight a will, but he can decide, okay, I'm going to give 50% of my assets to my wife and the other 50% I'm going to divide between my family and maybe charities he wants to be a part of or whatever. You're getting less than if you just had no will. You know what I mean? And because if you have no will, it's all yours. Everything is yours automatically. <laughs> and again, he can do his will and not have you a part of it. Because he does you, you don't need to be a part of it whatsoever. So I just I don't know. Because he's right when he hears this, he's like, Am I gonna get murdered? He clearly watches Dateline because he's thinking, am I about to have a date with them? Like, what the hell? So it, it's just absolutely ridiculous, actually. The um, <laughs> whole thing is ridiculous, but anyway. Um, and again, you still don't know how your relationship is going to be with his family. 100% I understand that. But how about you give it a chance? to see how things will be with his family before you jump to a conclusion that it's all going to be bad and then they're going to take all of his money and then I'm left high and dry. They legally can't do that. Unless he puts it in a will, then yes, they legally can. But he's not going to do that. But (laughs) he can see it all the time. We see in the different like true crime cases where someone tries to kill someone for the money, but then 
Oh, shit, they, they amended their will. You're better off with him not having a fucking will. Anyway. So, so yeah, again, with Misha, she just says, like, I want to marry you if you had a prenup. And a prenup is just, you know, preconceived notion that the marriage isn't going to work. And Tyler's like, no, 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 that's not true. And Dempsey says, I don't agree. You should have a prenup. If you're going to do a marriage, then just, just do it. So now I'm going to talk sex with Gino and Jasmine. Jesus Christ. Um, Sailor says, you know, good for you for trying the golden shower. <sighs> yeah, okay. Um, he doesn't actually remember this happening for some reason, so you're that drunk. <laughs> um, so then they were going to talk the whole vagina tightening thing. And she explains what they do. And that they sew it tighter. No, thank you. Absolutely fucking not. Um, so apparently, like, I'm confused by this because based on what we saw, it looked like this the thing happened prior to him getting to Panama. But then we're, they ask, or, or Sean asks, like, have you had sex since the vagina rejuvenation? He has. According to the timeline, yes, they did. So I'm confused by this. So did this happen before he arrived in Panama? Or did this happen before she was moving to America? Like, I'm confused. I don't know. It was a weird question. But anyway, he says, yes, they did have sex afterwards. And it was difficult because it didn't fit. Are you really trying to tell me that Gino's big? Because I'm going to... Okay. Anyway. <laughs> this is what kind of just goes to show, ladies. We not... I don't know. I don't... No. I would never. My man's going to love me the way I am, no matter how things turn out. Mind you, I don't need to do it. <laughs> but my man's going to love me no matter what. Because, again, we're just... Our bodies naturally change. And if we have children and all that, like my, my body's going to naturally change. I'm not going to go tighten my vagina because, you know, he definitely wouldn't fit afterwards. But anyway, moving on. Um, Nicola starts laughing at all this. And he says, you know, since, like, you've tried all of the earthly things, have you maybe tried turning to God and and pray to God that you can have sex? <sighs> I have nothing to say. I really don't. Like, no, Nicola, no. The last thing I think about is having the Lord Jesus Christ or whatever in my sex life. I just, God me to see that. <laughs> but no. No. But anyway, Jasmine is receptive to it, so whatever. Which is fine. Again, I'm not like 
a heathen or I believe in God, but I just think there are certain things that you can't rely solely on prayer for. And that is something like this, especially if there's something going on. I still stand for the fact that I think Gino has ED. So anyway, that's basically it now with that. Um, but Jasmine does say that I'm going to try to be a better partner to him. That's really good. I like hearing it, but that's it. There's nothing more that, um, I have on, on them. So do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen by going to Love Shop, where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner, or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type toys, or you can just buy what every person may need, like lingerie or protection or even just something to make it a little more fun, like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop, and you can use our unique coupon code, REALITYT2, to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's loveshop.ca, L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P, Dot CA and use our unique coupon code REALITY2. That's R E A L I T E A and the number two. So now, Amanda and Rosvin. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, so Sean asked Rosvin. And Amanda, how they're both doing. Amanda says she's fine. Rosvin says, I'm not so good. Because he missed his striptease class. How I would love to be a fly on the wall to that striptease class. Oof. Anyway, that explains the shirt. So Sean says, Lena, we might have to ask you to show us some removes later. Why didn't that happen? So now we hear they're not together. Thank God. But they are friends. So apparently they broke up not long after she arrived back in the States, say two to three weeks after. Um, She says basically that he wasn't kind of being his normal self with her. And when she confronted him about it, he basically said, well, you know what? This is all I can give you right now. Take it or leave it. She decided to leave it. And he says, you know, it's fine anyways, because I think I need to be single now. Oh my God. Now, the problem I'm having here is that I wish he just did that before. Because clearly that's the way it was going to go. But because he did it after she arrived back in the States, makes me feel that you were just using her and you're playing a role. 
100% that's what I think he was doing. Do I care? No, because she deserves it. But at the same time, I'm like, what the actual fuck just happened? Like, really and truly. Anyway, um, Gino's surprised. Why are you surprised? He says, you know, yeah, it was kind of rough in the beginning, but they seem to, like, figure it out towards the end. Where? Here's the problem, Gino. You can't tell when a woman is gaslighting and love bombing somebody because you're you yourself you're in a toxic relationship now i don't think jasmine is gaslighting or love bombing him i think she really does love him but she's toxic (laughs) but anyway david our voice of reason they thought they moved too quickly that four months wasn't enough time to determine whether or not this was going to be a good relationship hey men to that. Thank you, David. I agree. So Riley, kind of like what I just said, finds that it was kind of convenient. Christian says that he is kind of a sweetheart and that he probably, even if he had issues, wouldn't have voiced any of them. Okay, sure. Jasmine then asks, if she believes the reason that he told her. Because she said, like, the more you are mean to him, kind of feels like, you know, things kind of just de-escalated with them. And Amanda says here, listen, I can be a bitch sometimes, so I need someone who's a little thick-skinned. And if you can't handle me, then you know, whatever. Okay, so let's make excuses for the reason you are the way you are. Sounds about right. So, and she kind of says, like, I'm sarcastic, and he doesn't understand that. Well, yes, because I think sarcasm translates differently depending on who you're talking to, depending on the country they're from. But when you are constantly oozing sarcasm, when does someone know that you're serious and that you actually love them. And I think that's the biggest thing is that I don't think he felt loved by her. Clearly. (laughs) So Jasmine says, I think that he was, she was being mean to him. Amanda laughs. You so, okay. All right. You were being mean to him. And he legitimately told you, you're being mean to me in the car after they went to um Dracula's forest. So they she la she's laughing at it. And it's like, okay, but he told you himself that you were being mean to him. So we're just gonna laugh at his feelings of you being mean to him. That's not fucking funny. What are you laughing about? And she says that I'm not being mean. That I was just processing my emotions. If that is you processing your emotions, then God help us all. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Jasmine says, no one forced you to go on this trip. You decided to do it on your own, but immediately you were being mean to him, not wanting to be near him, you know, 
And Amanda says, respectfully, you don't know me. So shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'm like, oh, oh God, shut the fuck up. Jasmine at that point is like, (laughs) I'm done. I have nothing more to say. Because Sean actually says, like, do you want to respond to that? She's like, no, I don't. There's no point. (laughs) Um, But she does say that people are entitled to draw their own conclusions. So anyway, Amanda says, listen, I'm going through a lot. You know, I'm going through a lot of stuff. And me meeting him for the first time was serious for me. Again, the fact that you're going through a lot of stuff at the time, which again, yes, you were, that doesn't excuse how you treated him. If you're going through too much and can't handle and wrap your mind around that, then don't fucking go to Romania. Don't fucking be with him or with anyone, mind you. Like, you want someone to feel sorry for you and have sympathy for you. And you wanted him to have sympathy for you in that. And that, but that does not mean that you should be a bitch to him and be mean to him. Those two things don't go together. She's fucking delusional. Anyway, then her sister Amber is here. Just starts from shut up. I love her sister. Amber was not surprised by the breakup. She said they fought a lot, and she just wishes that Rosalind would have just told her before um, how he was kind of feeling um, about the relationship. Not have waited till she got back to the States, which I do agree with. Amber asked um, what was, like, what happened that made you change your feelings? Can we roll the fucking season, please, from the point of which my girl landed in Romania to the point where she was leaving just the whole fucking season, please. Are you kidding me? Exhibit A is the reason. Oh my god. Okay. He kind of says, like, I just wasn't ready to commit 100%. The fuck you say? Sir, you were blubbering when she told you that you were a man enough because you couldn't eat her fries at 3 o'clock in the morning. So you really want to tell me here that you weren't 100% committed to her? Bullshit. That's why, like, mm, that's why partially I don't believe him anymore based on what he has been saying in this towel. But at the same time, I'm also confused because of what he says later of, like, you know, the door's still open. Okay, so Riley doesn't get why he, it took for him to sleep with her to figure out that he didn't want to be with her. I don't think it even has nothing to do with sex. It has nothing to do with that. His goal isn't sex. Have you seen him? He can get whoever the fuck he wants. It's not about the sex. It's about the fact that this is a TV that airs not just nationally, but internationally. And everyone knows the show. And here is a person who wants to launch his acting career, his music career, potentially a modeling career, I think, was another thing he wants to start, which 
hello as he could. This is his platform. This is a platform because it worked, quote unquote, for Soldier Boy. So why couldn't it work for Rasmin? And Rasmin's actually talented. I don't know about his acting career, but for those who heard him sing um, on YouTube, I think it was on YouTube, the man can sing. He's, the man can sing. Kind of like a, that, mm, kind of, he, he can sing. Out of all the singers we've seen come out of the show, he can sing. You know, not to take a, take a social boy or Jabri. Um, Jabri was kind of a different thing altogether. Kind of music he did. But, um, yeah. That's, that was his goal here. Had nothing to do with sex. That was a bonus. That's it. Like, come on. Riley's not seeing the bigger picture. But anyway. So then Amanda thinks that Rosman is controlling. Oh. He, he's controlling. Okay. All right. Um, he basically didn't want her going on other people's like live streams and gifting them the way like she did with, with him. But then Amber, our favorite sister, pipes in and says, but wait a minute, Amanda, there was a reason for that. He didn't just happen. He didn't just say that to you. There's a reason why he said those things to you. And then we hear Amanda saying, relax. Okay, relax. And she says, relax. She said, relax one more time. I was about to punch her in the face. Like, are you kidding me? Relax. Bitch. Then Sean asks, what can you tell us about that? Amber encouraging her because Barb was telling Sean to tell um, Amber. Tell us about that. You know, because this is a fucking tell all. Tell it all. And then again, Amanda's like, relax. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and Amber's just kind of like, I don't want to piss her off or anything, but, you know. And so Sean is like, have you been reaching out to other guys? And her sister says, it's really just like one guy that her husband didn't want her to talk to. And it was more than just a friendship. But it probably lasts for like a second, like the romantic aspect of things. So Amanda says, I don't think it was ever really romantic. We were just friends. But then Sean asks, then why would Amber say that? Like, why would your sister say it was more than just a friendship if it really wasn't a friendship or romantic? Why would she throw you neatly under the fucking bus if that wasn't true? It's fucking true. And clearly it's true because you fucked yourself over two seconds ago when you continuously told her to relax. You know what I mean? Bitch, you're, you're lying. You're lying to me. You're lying to Sean. Sean doesn't like to get lied to. Okay, we've seen it. She literally said, so why'd you lie to me? She doesn't like to lie to. So you're lying to everybody. And anyway, relax. I was so fucking pissed off. 
I was getting so triggered every time she said, relax. And I watched this now, like, or say, relax, like six times. And I'm like, stop it. Like, stop it. It's so disrespectful. Anna doesn't know why she would say that. But, you know, it was flirtatious, she says. Okay. So, it wasn't romantic, but it was flirtatious. Okay, cool. Rosvin didn't know any of this. Emma says, okay, well, he did have suspicions, but maybe he just didn't actually know. So maybe I just aired that shit out, and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not, girl. So Amanda says when Rosvin and her would fight, she would go to this other guy and tell him that they were fighting. And you know, whenever Rutzman would call her and she wouldn't answer, he would say, like, what are you doing? And she'd be like, oh, I'm talking to him. So that's how he would know about it, about him. And that's her explanation of their, of their friendship. So Riley thinks, listen, Rutzman is playing the long game. Like, I don't want to say that he's not being genuine because I think those tears that we saw earlier were fucking genuine. He's an actor, Riley. He's an actor. You can fake some tears. If you're a good actor, anyways, you can fake some tears. So, anyway, he thinks, like, you know, it was just, but, um, ultimately, he's just playing the long game. Okay. So, Rossman says that, you know, they had problems, and that's the reason they broke up, and that's true. They fucking had problems, clearly. So then Rosvin says that he is planning on still coming to the States in about two months. He still has that tourist visa. And once he is in the States, he plans on then applying for a different visa, which is for like artists and stuff like that. And his ultimate goal is to move to the States and he plans on doing this on his own. So that's that's good to see that he he has a goal, and he does want to have his goal, and this is it. And he's still doing it with or without her. That kind of, I don't know, I don't know. Because then, at the same time, um, um, Sean asks, like, how, like, where do you plan to stay then once you're here? And Amanda says, he did ask if he could live with me. And the answer was absolutely not. So, he does hope that once he is in the States, that maybe they can resume a friendship. I'm sorry, a relationship. The door isn't closed on that. And um, yeah, maybe something in the future could happen. And he says, I'm always going to be here if she needs me. So hold on to that. Of course, we all fucking know already because I'm late, but still hold on to that for those people who don't watch. So now we're with Tyree. I'm going to rush on through this because I don't give a shit. So he says meeting the real Carmela was confusing for him because physically speaking, this is the person he's been speaking to, but ultimately he knows like this is not who he's been speaking with. And, you know, he says in terms of everyone saying you miss other red flags, everyone was right. I did miss the red flags. Yeah, the giant fucking red flags. And 
He says, you know, weird stuff happens to me. The fuck? That's not a weird thing, sir. That was a fucking choice. Anyway. Um, he says, like, every day he would second guess things. Um, and ultimately he was gaslighting himself. And I said, I didn't know you could gaslight yourself. I didn't know that. No, no, no. You don't gaslight yourself. You live in a place called denial. Look it up. It exists. Anyway. So, um, the producer who discovered everything, her name is Amelia. She is here with us. And she's going to say how everything turned out the way it did. So she said that when she started working with Tyree with all of this, the normal process for casting, I guess, is to reach out to the people to whom they're with to, you know, have that first step, have that talk, right? So she says when she got the contact information from Tyree, which included phone number, Snapchat, and email, she tried to reach out to Kim Carmilla, quote unquote, um, via email to set up a video call. No answer. Tried phone calling. No answer. And then ultimately she got the, which we kind of know some of us already, got the email from Christian saying, I need to come clean. Um, This has gone on for too long. So very, very, you know, what you would see Neve get on Capish. So, which by the way, is back for those who are Capish fans. It's back. I think, I think we have two episodes right now. I haven't finished the first episode yet, but yay. <laughs> but anyway, so Christian says that it was all about the money, that he had no feelings at all for Tyree, and he didn't want it to go too far. He wanted to basically end it before he ended up going to Barbados. But he did go to Barbados, and this Christian person allowed that to happen because, well, he really needed clothes. So he um, had Tyree drop things off at this pickup spot, I don't know, and the guy is actually watching him. He actually saw him, and he... um his thoughts on Tyree was that he was dumb and that he was a stupid American. Now, I know the theory right now is that Tyree did this, that this was all him and that this person was never involved. Here's my thing. I do understand it because as soon as I heard the stupid American, it took me right back to when Pedro's mom called Chantel's parents stupid Americans. I thought it was very choice words. And I don't feel like, I'll say this straight up, Barbados, I don't feel like that's a place where you would hear someone say stupid Americans. And here's why. It, I, my, for those who, you know, listen to the Sister Wives recap, 
Letitia is Bayesian. Her family is Bayesian. And Bayesians are known to be very, you know, classy bunch of people when we're talking about the Caribbean. And I just don't see that terminology being used. So I found it interesting. So I will say that. But to lean to the other side of things, unless his family was in on this, they corroborated the fact that he went to Barbados. Now, he could have played the long game. He could have decided, I want to take a trip. And I'm going to go to Barbados. I'm going to chillax, do my thing. So this all could have still happened. And he's still continuing. Because, I mean, the voice, Christian's voice, did sound a little bit like Tyree. Maybe that's just me trying to make that happen in my mind. I don't know. But anyway. So, um, after this, the cast is obviously all defending Tyree. Sean says that they were able to dig up a new number for him since the filming. So they, she asked him, like, are you okay with calling him? And he says yes. So producers call him, and we can obviously hear it in the studio, and it's ringing, and it's ringing. But it goes to say, voicemail, no one answers. And um, he goes to voicemail. All we hear Riley do is say, we're going to get you, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, so apparently... Tyree sent this guy on top of everything intimate photos of himself because he would kind of ask for them, which is again weird. Um, but Tyree, 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 he would send the pictures with his face in them. Rule number one unless you're sending photos to someone you are fully aware of and you're you trust with something like that, you should not be sending pictures with your face in them. And I don't know, man, man, oh man, I, I don't know why he did that. But again, this is a person who doesn't really have that experience. So I, I don't know how experienced he is in sending new photos to people, but you just, you don't do that. Because, again, this person could, because if they're vindictive enough, could do exactly that. Could put your photos out there. And it's unfortunate, but it has happened. I mean, for those who watch The Most Hated Man on the internet, or that, that almost called her Netflix, man created a whole website for revenge porn. So, which revenge porn is not the right terminology, but that's what it's called. And, you know, those to say this person wouldn't do this to something similar. It's, you know, or post his pictures on a similar website. So I hope he learned a lesson with that. But, um, whether or not he has anything to say to Christian at this point, he says, I'm just going to keep it to what Misha said, and I'm going to pray for you. 
So he does say that he is single, but he is not ready to mingle. So that's it. That is the end of the tell-all. So Amanda doesn't know if there is future for her and Rasmin, but she does say that she is talking to somebody else. And the producer is going to throw him off because he's like, sorry, what? So she didn't want to tell him because she didn't want to hurt his feelings, but she's happy, she says. Good for you. Um, Riley doesn't see a future between him and Violet. No shit. But, um, you know, at the same time, he doesn't know what could happen in the future. And David just hopes that the visa goes through so that they can get married in Vegas. Christian feels that he and Cleo had um, a good resolution. Okay, um, wait for it. And she is sticking by me. And he thinks that he has redeemed himself. Were you on the same stage as everybody else? Because from what I was watching, certainly you have not been redeemed. No, you haven't. Wow. Um, Sadler says that she's going to go home. She's going to sell all of her stuff and move to England. But she does say that if the communication doesn't improve, then they might not be together. And then Gina and Jasmine, well, we'll see them again. Um, but Jasmine just hopes that they're going to be able to fuck tonight. So that's basically it for the B90 Town Hall Part 2. And, uh, yeah. Then we're going to be going into your new season, which I'm very, very excited about. It looks so good so far. And the first episode was amazing. And I should hopefully get that to you soon. Maybe even before this. But. Anyway, that's it for now on B90. So if you like what you heard, please share Reality Tea Times 2 with everyone in your life. That's going to help with our growth. And we really want to grow this podcast. Another way you can grow it is by also rating and reviewing us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The links to those podcast links to the Spotify and Apple podcasts will be in the show notes. You can find us on any of your favorite podcast apps, but if there is an app that you don't see us on that you want to see us on, please let me know and I can get that up on my podcast app. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube by going to Reality Tea Times two. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by connecting with us on either Facebook at Reality Tea Times 2 or Instagram and threads at Reality Tea Times 2 Podcast. You can also email us. We would love to hear from you. If you want to guest on the podcast at some point, whether we talk about your favorite show or just get to know each other, you can email us at realitytimes2 at hotmail.com and you can make that request and we can talk and we can figure that out. So you can email us at that email. We have a new website where you can get links to everything 
You can get links to our Facebook page, Instagram page, threads, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything your hearts desire, as well as we do now have a Discord so you can you can follow us and talk to us on the Discord app. You can get all of that information at the website, and the website is www.solo.to forward slash reality t times two. I also have a new podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcast, and you can either listen to us at YouTube at the link that's going to be in the show notes. I believe that is Next Take Podcast, and you can also go to our website. There you can have all the links to all of our social medias, email, everything, our episodes as well will be at the website, which is www.solo.to forward slash next take podcast. All of the information, everything that I have just said will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye. Have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Aludu, you can create clips, you can do your ads, as thus like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software.